Hi, you are listening to Michelle Gluck of Cucabara Bird Shop in Carrollton, Texas, a suburb of Dallas-Fort Worth. For more information on this shop, go to our website at kookshop.com, spelled K-O-O-K-S-H-O-P dot C-O-M. Today I'm going to be thinking about what it's like to have grown up in the bird industry for 29 years. My mom started Kookaburra Bird Shop in 1979 on the eve of my 10th birthday. Her goal was always the same throughout the years, sell only tame, well-adjusted birds to the best of her ability. In the early days, I can't count how many parrots were calmly tamed in our four-bedroom home. My mom would spend hours every day training birds, teaching birds that were came from the wild how to, that humans would not hurt them, even though they had come through a horrendous ordeal just to get to the United States to the pet market. She knew when she went to the quarantine stations how to look for birds that were least stressed out and were young and would probably make good pets. My mom's knowledge of dealing with these wild-caught birds would help her greatly in the years to come as the domestic ham-fed birds became adults and they were more like their wild counterparts. Some of the same things that we, she used back then work for the adult birds that are now more like their wild counterparts, except they have no fear, which can actually make them more of a challenge. We have seen many changes throughout the years, some of which were drastic and others that were much more subtle. One of the drastic changes was the 1992 ban on wild-caught birds in the United States and the gradual captive breeding programs that became the supply of the pet bird market. The world has been very slow to outlaw the importation of vast numbers of wild birds, but that chapter is closing in the bird world, thank goodness. This has been a good change for the birds in general. Nutrition has always played an important role at Kookaburra Bird Shop. Even in the beginning, Terry Beckley knew we couldn't just feed these birds a seed mix, that they wouldn't do very well and their feather quality was horrible. Our birds would always get fresh fruits and vegetables and we used to mix in linotone, which was a muggy fatty acids, in our seed mixtures. With the advent of pellets, bird keeping has become much easier, but you can't just feed your bird pellets. You do have to feed fresh fruits and vegetables, a little seed, and you need to know what your particular species, any special requirements that he may have. There is exciting research being conducted in the wild, and there have been many surprises. In the South American jungles, researchers have found that macaws must remember when the trees fruit. To the amazement of the scientists, this is not every year, and yet the birds know when the fruit will be available. In Australia, the cockatoos have been studied at length. Galahs have nanny birds, which teach the juveniles the ways of the world. Education is the key to keeping birds their entire lives. And these lives go on and on and on, some to the extent of 75 to 100 years. These wonderful creatures teach me on a daily basis. Our goal here has always been for the birds. Helping people with their pet birds on a daily basis is a challenge I love to grapple with every day. You are always welcome to come into the shop for a one-on-one -on -one session to help with your bird's needs. Today, as I look through almost 29 years of receipts, I wonder where all the birds have gone. We don't have the receipts for the birds sold in 1979 and 1981 because I guess it took a while for my mom to evolve with the written receipt. 
I'm going to have to ask her about that. The first evidence of a written health guarantee shows up in my receipts in 1986. At that time, the only vet work being done was cultures and swabs. Vet medicine has also come a long way since 1979. In looking ahead to 2009 and our celebration of our 30th year, I am starting a search for the oldest living bird with its original owner sold from Kookaburra Bird Shop. At the time it would have been Kookaburra Pets and Plants. If you purchased your bird in 1979 or 1980, you will have to provide the original receipt since we do not have those. If you purchased your bird in 1981 or later, we can look up those receipts. Obviously, it will be easier for us if you have your original receipt. I'm going to conduct a contest to find this bird. Any bird purchased from Kookaburra Bird Shop is welcome to submit their story via any method excluding carrier pigeon. We will verify the owner and the bird via our receipts or the receipt that you provide. There must be written documentation for the, docu for the verification. Your stories will be published on our website. The winner will receive a $500 credit to be used on anything in the shop. It may be time for that 30-year-old bird to get a new cage. We will end this search on November 12, 2009 and announce the winner no later than December 12th. I'm really hoping to find these stories and to share with everyone the stories of keeping birds for the long haul. I'm going to share this blog with everyone that I know of and I encourage you to do the same. Let's help, help me find the bird with the story that has one owner for over 30 years and how that bird is doing and how that owner has accomplish this. Thank you for tuning in and please get back to me with any stories. You can email me at kook at kookshop.com spelt k-o-o-k-s-h-o-p dot c-o-m. That's kook at kookshop.com. Thank you and bye-bye.